Are you fed up with the gay dating scene? And are you exhausted trying to find a decent man through bars, clubs, and dating apps? Listen, I hear you. Dating in this day and age can be exhausting. But the truth is, your dream man is out there and he is waiting for you. My name is Frank Macri and I've mentored thousands of single gay men from around the world. So how do you attract lasting love no matter your age or appearance? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Welcome to Gay Dating Secrets. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode on chemistry versus compatibility. I'm so excited about this concept. It's one of my favorite concepts to teach when it comes to dating. Now, you're going to love this episode if you've ever dated someone and it felt so right to be with that guy, but you knew it was so wrong at the same time. Or maybe you've been with someone who you knew was bad for you, but you couldn't stop thinking about them or seeing them. Or perhaps you've been in a series of relationships where it started out on such a high note and it ended really poorly and the the relationship ended up burning out. I'm going to share with you why that happens so that way you know how to create both chemistry and compatibility in your relationships and also to look out for that when you are dating. Now, as a quick side note, Happy New Year. This is our first podcast episode of 2022. I have a lot of amazing episodes in store for this year. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can be notified about every episode the moment that they are released. And if you haven't already, do leave us a five-star review. It really helps out our show a lot. Now, I have been enjoying life in North Carolina since moving here a few months ago. I'm continuing to run my business. And this weekend, I am training a brand new group of life coaches. And I'm so excited. I'm the founder of Thriving Coach Academy, where I teach people how to start their own life coaching businesses. So I'm very excited to kick off the training with a whole new group of coaches and getting them started with the entire program. It's going to be so fun. Okay. So chemistry versus compatibility. A lot of people confuse these two terms. And in, I'm first going to talk about the why people confuse chemistry and compatibility. And then I'm going to share why it's important to know the distinction. Then I'm going to talk about the signs that you might be having chemistry but not compatibility with men you're dating. And then I'm going to talk about really what both terms mean. And I'll even give you some questions that you can use and explore with men you're dating to make sure that you have both chemistry and compatibility. Okay? You ready for it? Let's dive in. So first of all, a lot of dating advice glosses over compatibility when it comes to dating. There's a lot of focus on chemistry, which is just that initial spark. So one of the reasons why many people are not understanding compatibility is because we're not really taught what to look for and what compatibility really looks like. Another reason that compatibility is not created in a relationship is because a lot of people confuse the two terms. The terms chemistry and compatibility are often used interchangeably, but they are absolutely not the same thing. So a lot of people use the words very loosely when they're trying to define what they're feeling between themselves and the person that they're with. So one of the goals that I want to you to have for this episode by the end of it 
is to no is to no longer use the term chemistry and compatibility in the same way because they're very different. So you might notice that if you're connecting with someone, you may say, "Yeah, that guy I've dated, we have such good chemistry. We we're just so compatible with each other." Right? And those two terms are incredibly different. So I want you to see how you can stop using those terms the same way and start looking for the difference as you continue to date given what I'm going to share with you here. Now, the reason why it's so important to have a distinction between chemistry and compatibility is because if you mix up these terms, if you think that you are really, uh, if you think you're compatible with someone, but really it's just you have good chemistry, you might start to get into relationships where you feel these fuzzy feelings in your stomach, like the butterfly feelings, and you decide to pursue a relationship with someone, but the relationship becomes toxic, or you end up making a lot of justifications for your partner's behavior. And you might even find that your relationship could slip into codependency, which ultimately will not lead to there being a successful, happy, mature relationship. Now, you also want to have a distinction between the two because if you don't know the, the difference between chemistry and compatibility, then you might build a relationship and invest a lot of time and energy into building a relationship with someone where there's that initial spark, but then you realize years later that you really don't fit well together. They really don't fit well into your life. Now, a lot of gay men end up pursuing relationships with other men where there's very high chemistry, but there's very low compatibility, right? And maybe you have seen this in other couples, even if they're straight couples. You might see two people together and you might question, like, I don't understand how those two people are together. They really don't seem like a good match, but the couple themselves are so convinced that they're, they're just the one for each other. So it's, it's a very fine line between chemistry and compatibility, and a lot of people confuse this. So here are some of the signs that you might be pursuing relationships where there's high chemistry but low compatibility. So the first sign is if you feel that there's an instant connection with another person, but then you notice that that connection starts to go down over time. Okay, so if you ever experienced that, that's a sign that there was not compatibility to back up your connection. So you can think of it this way as well. Maybe you quickly fell head over heels for someone and then realized later on that it, it wasn't sustainable. Once you got to know them on a deeper level, there's something that really turned you off about that person. Okay, so that is one example of a sign where there was chemistry, but there wasn't compatibility. Another sign is if you find yourself rationalizing unacceptable qualities about the, the guy that you're with. So it could sound like you saying, I don't really care that he doesn't shower every day and he, I don't care that he's unemployed. I don't care that he's living in his mother's basement. We're just meant to be together, right? So you just justify that you're meant to be with each other or that you know you, he's the one for you when really you're not compatible and this person does not align with what you really want. And then the last sign is if you find yourself in relationships that start out really strong and then they burn out. They don't end well. Okay, maybe they're as long, whether it be long-term or short-term relationships, it just ends up being where that person is not a good fit for you. So the most important thing I want you to take away from this episode in understanding the difference 
is that while chemistry is the desire to go towards someone, compatibility is what makes you want to stay with someone. Let me say that one more time. Chemistry is the desire to go towards someone, while compatibility is what makes you want to stay with someone. Okay? So let me first talk about what chemistry is. So chemistry is determined by your emotions and also your hormones, okay? So chemistry is what creates that physical attraction you feel with another man. You will feel the physical attraction in your genitals. You're going to feel it, the warm, fuzzy feeling, okay? You also will know that you have chemistry if you like the way someone looks, you like the way they feel, you like the way they smell. Like This all creates chemistry, okay? Chemistry is also responsible for there being amazing, hot, passionate sex. So you probably feel really excited when you are with that person. There's a lot of that physical attraction there. Now, if you don't have chemistry with someone, then the sex is probably not happening or it's very boring, okay? And you're just not feeling excited when you're around the person. Now, I've noticed that with a lot of gay men as they're dating, it is a lot easier for the chemistry be, chemistry to be established, but there seems to be a lack in the compatibility, and that's that's established as well. Now, I want to be clear that chemistry is not something to be ignored. There is absolutely a purpose to it, and it is valuable. So I'm not saying to ignore chemistry. What I am saying is to not let the chemistry that you're feeling fool you into you thinking that that's a sign that the guy is the one that you're meant to be with, okay? So when I started dating back in college, that was really the first time in my life I seriously began dating other men. I remember there was one guy that I I was very new to meeting, and we started kissing, and we started to hold each other, and our na- I remember like the moment our naked bodies touched for the first time, I felt so amazing. I felt this flush of emotion just rush through my whole body. And I also remember started thinking, oh my gosh, I love this person. I want to be with this person. This is the person for me. This is the guy for me. And I sometimes got caught up in that trap where I really believed that those feelings were factual. And it's because I didn't understand the difference between chemistry and compatibility. So now if I am to be with another man and I have that experience, I'm able to, like, I notice that those thoughts still come up. I still have that, oh my gosh, I love this person. I want to be with this person. This person is amazing. Like I notice that I have those thoughts just surge through my head and I feel this overwhelming emotion just go through my body. But the difference is now, at the same time I have that experience, there's also a more conscious part of me that says, okay, these thoughts that you're having right now, they're not factual. This is a person you're still getting to know. Clearly, you have amazing chemistry with this guy. And also, I'm curious to explore compatibility with them at the same time. Okay, so it's really important that you start having that kind of dialogue when you are dating, 
especially when you're having that physical connection and physical intimacy with someone, that you notice that your brain is going to start giving you these thoughts like, oh, this is the one for you. You're probably going to notice that very early on, especially when you become physically intimate with someone. So you want to have that dialogue to remind yourself, okay, it's okay that you're feeling it all. This is chemistry. The chemistry is amazing. And also, I'm really curious how to explore compatibility with this man. So one of the, one of the clear indicators that you have high chemistry with another guy is if they're, the idea of that, them is monopolizing your mind. So if you're thinking about them very often, <laughs> you really are, like, it's hard for you to stop thinking about them. They really occupy a lot of your, your free time when, even when they're not with you because you are constantly wondering what's, how they're doing, what they're up to. Um, sometimes you, maybe you'll even stay awake um, because you are like hoping that they're going to get in touch with you and you wake up in the morning and you check your phone and you hope that they reached out to you. Um, You're waiting for the next time they're going to text you, call you. And you maybe walk a bit through your life wondering, wow, I wonder what he's thinking about me. I wonder what he's doing right now. Um, So this is one sign that you probably have really high chemistry with someone. Um, and I'm sure you've heard of the term being lovesick. Okay, this is one way to describe that phenomenon if you're, if you're just lovesick, okay? So the, it doesn't even matter what the other guy says or does because their behavior is masked by all of those emotions and hormones and the dopamine receptors that are surging through your body that are causing you to go into this like starry-eyed dreaminess whenever you consider the other guy. And I know you've experienced this before because you're human. So just know that if you've experienced this before, it means you're a human. Your body's doing what it's supposed to do. But you also want to know that this is chemistry. This is just the chemistry between you two. It's not any indicator of your compatibility. You can have incredibly high chemistry with someone. You can have the most passionate sex. You can be so physically attracted, but that guy might be terribly incompatible with you, okay? So a relationship that's almost all all chemistry, it can burn hot, but then it can burn out. Let me say that again. A relationship that's all about chemistry, it can burn hot, and then it will burn out. So this is why compatibility is what you want to be exploring and considering as you're dating. So while chemistry is determined by your emotions and your hormones and the physical attraction, your compatibility is determined by your values and your lifestyle. So compatibility is the natural alignment of lifestyle choices and also values between two different people. When you have compatibility with another man, this is what creates that long-term, happy, successful relationship, okay? So if you are someone that, you know, really values, uh, if you really value growth and personal development and you value learning and then you meet a guy who doesn't value those things, maybe he just isn't interested in learning and growing and his life is kind of just comfortable, right? Doesn't matter how much chemistry you feel and how much, how much physical attraction you feel, this is probably not going to be someone that you're compatible with because you have very different values and you live very different lifestyles. So compatibility takes some time to understand. You need to get to know a person 
and really understand who they are, what they value. And I'm going to give you some questions in a little bit to help with that. The reason why compatibility also matters so much is compatibility is what determines how you get through the tough times. So inevitably, you're going to weather some storms in your relationship. And if you are with a person that you're compatible with, you will be able to navigate conflict effectively and in a mature way. Okay, When you have problems that come up for you both as a couple to solve or maybe just problems between the two of you, you will be able to solve problems well together if you are very compatible with each other, right? So all the tough times that you might go through, that's really where the test of compatibility truly comes into place. I remember one time I was dating someone and it was years ago. And for a date idea, I I invited this guy to go to an escape room with me, which is a room where you're locked in and you have to solve all these different puzzles and you have usually an hour to solve them to get out of the room. And it was such an amazing date because we were able to really figure out our compatibility right away. And it turned out we had really good compatibility because we were doing so much problem solving together, right? So that's just one little example of the way that you want to understand how compatibility works, right? Like if you were locked in a room, it doesn't have to be an escape room, but if you were locked in a room with that person, how well would you both be able to work together and figure out the way to get out of that room, right? Would you be having a nightmare trying to work with that other person or would you both be very compatible and you'd be able to work to each other's strengths and you'd be able to bring out the best in each other? So there's different areas of compatibility. Um, There's really four main areas. The first is values. Okay. What are the things that you value most? What are the things that your partner values most? And are those compatible? Okay. So if you don't know your values, you want to ask yourself, what are the things that I most value? The second area of compatibility are fundamental beliefs. Okay. So what are fundamental beliefs that you hold to be true? Like I know for me, one of my fundamental beliefs is that every human being is put on this planet for a purpose, okay? And we are all born and given the opportunity to actualize that purpose. So if I am meeting someone who believes that there's no purpose to life, (laughs) we're probably not going to be very compatible, okay? So what are the fundamental beliefs that you hold to be true? The third area of compatibility is lifestyle preferences, okay? So think about maybe the way that you live your day-to-day life, okay? It might be the way that you, for example, arrange your home. So if you're someone who, like, I know for me, I am someone, I'm very minimalistic in my home. I like everything being really organized. Um, I like to have, you know, very modern and beautiful and high-quality furniture and things. And I know that some, some of the guys I've dated in the past there and there's no better or worse, right? So this is not about having judgment. It's just about discerning, okay, is this person compatible compatible with me and my lifestyle? Right? So I remember I had been dating some people and I saw some of the, of the guys that I met up with their homes were like very cluttered and disorganized and they were able to find like beauty in all the chaos, but for me it was very stressful and I was able to know, okay, this is not someone that I'm going to be compatible with. Okay? So that's just one example. Lifestyle preferences could also be um, your spending habits and behaviors, right? So are you someone that likes to uh, like just go for whatever's cheapest and you're all about saving as much money as possible, right? Or are you someone that really likes to 
you know, invest, right? Are you like, I know for me, I am someone that likes to really invest in things that are going to enhance my life. So when I am grocery shopping, I will invest in getting mostly organic food and I am okay paying more money for that because not only can I afford it, but it also aligns with my values and my lifestyle, right? Now, if I'm with someone who likes to buy whatever is the cheapest thing in the grocery store, then obviously that's going to be a conflict of compatibility. So what are your lifestyle preferences and are the men that you're seeing and dating, is there alignment there? Is there compatibility there? And then the last area of compatibility is an overall life direction, okay? So where is it that you're taking your life and where is it that the men you are dating taking their lives? It's like thinking, okay, where do I see myself in the next three to five years? So um, when I was dating at one point, I remember I would meet some guys and I one guy I met, I was asking him, so where do you see yourself in, in the next few years? And he's like, well, I really see myself, you know, just traveling a lot and, you know, not settling down and I'd like to, you know, really like explore and work, focus on my business. And I knew for me that this person wasn't so compatible because for me, I knew in the next three years, a huge direction I wanted to take my life was on really finding someone to settle with and start a long-term relationship with. So what's the direction that you look to take your life and what's the direction the other person looks to take their life? Is there compatibility there? Another example of this could be if you're someone that wants to stay in the city that you're in and you see yourself starting a family there and you meet a guy that really wants to move across the country right within the next year, well, obviously there's not going to be compatibility there. So these are the things that you want to be looking for and asking about when you're dating. Okay. So I want to share some questions that you can ask yourself as you're dating to assess whether or not the men that you're seeing are compatible for you. So I have seven questions here for you to ask yourself. The first question is, what do you want most in a partner? You really want to have some clarity on what is it that is most important for you in a partner, okay? And do not mention physical attributes. I'm not saying that the physical chemistry and attraction isn't important. That's usually the easy work, okay? You're going to know right away if you're physically attracted to someone. But, but be able to identify, aside from physical, what is it that you want in a partner, okay? Like maybe what are their personality qualities? What are their, um, what are the, the things about them that you would find attractive? So the second question is, do you feel like you can be your full self around that person? This is such an, an important question to ask. Do you feel like you can be your full self around that person, right? If you don't feel like you can be your full self, if you feel judged or criticized, or not comfortable expressing your full self around them, then this is probably not someone that's compatible with you. The third question is, does this person bring out the best in you? Okay. So does this person bring out the best in you? Okay. Do they support you in being the person that you most want to be? Are they encouraging of your own goals and your own pursuits that you have in life? Do you feel like they're bringing out the best of you? The fourth question is, do you feel like you can grow with this person? Okay, a big part of compatibility is having someone that you can grow with in life. Do you feel like you can really grow with that person? The fifth question is, do you feel like this person has your back no matter what? Do you feel like this person has your back 
no matter what? Or do you feel like if something goes wrong that they're going to be out the door immediately, right? Or when it comes down to it, they don't really you don't really, uh, they don't really have your trust and you don't, and they don't really have your trust, right? Or maybe under certain circumstances, you feel like they have your back, but under others, you don't really feel like they have your back, right? Compatibility is being with someone who you feel has your back no matter what, all right? The sixth question is, what do you want your partner to care about? What do you want them to care about most? So do you want your partner to care about politics? And if so, what kind of political issues do you want them to care about? Maybe it could be religion or spirituality. What kind of religious or spiritual um, beliefs or ideologies do you want your partner to care about, if at all? Maybe you you don't want to be with someone who cares about religion, right? So what do you want them to care about? And maybe what do you want them to not care about at the same time? And last, does this person share similar values to you? right? So does that person have an alignment in, in the same values that you have? Okay, the values are what drive decision-making. Values are what drive the way that you spend your money and your time. And if you're looking to have a family and have kids with the other person, then I feel like when you actually start having kids, that's the, also another test of compatibility. Because if you were never compatible, you're going to feel like you are raising your kids in very different ways. If you are already compatible with that person, though, you're both going to be on the same team. You're going to have the same plan for how to raise your children effectively, okay? So when it comes down to it, does the person share similar values to you? I love asking like a side question to that. When I'm dating, I'll ask, how is it that you would want to raise your children if you want to have children, right? Because maybe the person doesn't want to have children, which goes back into their life direction, okay? If you want to have children in the next five years and the other person's like, I don't ever want to have kids, then obviously there's going to be um, a disconnect of compatibility, all right? Now, as I finish this episode, I want to share just a couple of closing things. One is that it's not about having one or the other, okay? So you don't just want compatibility. You don't just want chemistry. You want to have both. Both are essential and both are important, Oftentimes, the chemistry is going to happen first. It's going to happen very quickly, and then the compatibility takes a bit of digging to get to. So you want to make sure you are having both. Now, it's also worth noting that there are couples out there where they have compatibility, but they don't have chemistry. Okay, so just because you have chemistry doesn't mean that like you need that first in order to have compatibility. So If you are in a dynamic where you are totally aligned, you're compatible, you share similar values, you have a similar life direction, you share core fundamental beliefs, um, you, you are able to align on lifestyle preferences, you feel like you have that compatibility, but maybe there's not such great chemistry, then your work is to see what needs to happen for you to spark chemistry in the relationship again. Okay, usually it's how can you add some spontaneity and variety into the relationship? Okay, maybe there's an, what is an adventure that you can go on with your partner? Um, What's a way that you can spice up your current routine that you are in with your partner? Okay, you can spice up things in life, you can spice up things in the bedroom, but the idea is you want to create some of that spark. You want to reignite the chemistry and the spark again. Now, this is not as common that I've seen in the gay community. Usually the chemistry that is there and it's the, chem- it's the compatibility that needs work. And the final thing I want to say, and this goes especially to people out there that really try to you know, 
search, 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 search for the perfect guy, or they really try to maximize or optimize the person they're with. And sometimes you see like, well, what, I don't know if I'm really meant to be with this person. What if there's someone more compatible for me out there? Okay. You don't want to go for 100% compatibility. Okay. Those of you that are perfectionistic, this might be a little tougher for you to realize, but 100% compatibility does not exist. So what you want to go for is 80% compatibility. Okay, now there's no way to perfectly measure that, but it's just having that idea. As long as you're getting this conceptually, that's what matters. 80% compatibility is enough for you to have a long-term, well-functioning relationship where you can weather the, weather the storms, solve problems, and create a beautiful life together. So don't go for the 100% combat compatibility. Go for the 80%. All right. Woo. This got me really fired up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, he's on his way. If you liked this podcast and you want to take your growth and transformation to the next level, I want to share with you my brand new podcast called Life Coaching Secrets. It's where you will learn the exact tools I use to become confident, attract quality men, and even create a successful business. Head over to the Life Coaching Secrets podcast to get started. I'll see you there.